Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us for the NCC podcast. God is doing so many great things in our community, and I trust that he's doing great things in your life as well. And I trust that God is going to speak to you through this message. And as you're grabbing your seat, I want to uh, let you know that this Wednesday night will be our our last uh, night of prayer. We are in 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I encourage you, if you have not been to one of our Wednesday prayer nights, man, it has been incredible. The last two Wednesdays, I wanna invite you out to come and join us. If you have been, then I know you are going to want to come back because they have been so powerful uh, and so, so good. And so I invite you this Wednesday at 6.30, right here in the sanctuary. Well, it is 2023, and here at North Point in 2023, we have said this is our year of? That's exactly right. We're going to invite everybody else to join in on this secret that we have uh, here at North Point, that this is our year of legacy. Come on, 2023, it is our year of? That's right. It is our year of legacy, and every year, we start with a sermon series that's based on our word or our theme for that year. And and as we kind of go into this series and as we go into the year, uh, the big idea is this, is leave the legacy you want to leave. Live the legacy that you want to leave. That's that's what we want to live the legacy that we want to leave because here's the truth. The truth is you cannot leave anything greater than you lived. You cannot leave anything greater than you live. Now, here's the problem. When we say this word legacy, this is where our mind tends to go. We think, well, I mean, legacy, like, legacy is like for presidents, and and legacy is like for famous people, and legacy is like for wealthy people, and legacy is like for for, for authors and people. I mean, that's what a legacy is for me. Who am I? Who am I in Bossier City, Louisiana? Who am I to leave a legacy? But friends, make no mistake about it. You are leaving a legacy whether you realize it or not. Because your legacy is simply the story that people tell about who you are and the difference that you made in their lives and in the world. You are leaving a legacy. Whether you know it or not, whether you admit it or not, you are leaving a legacy because everybody leaves a story. You leave a story of who you are, and you leave a story of the difference and the impact that you made in people's lives and in the world. And last week, we looked at the definition of the word legacy, and the definition of legacy is this, something that is passed on, something that is passed on. But, 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 but let me be very clear today. Something will be passed on. (laughs) It's not just something that is passed on. Something will be passed on because there is some story about your life that is going to be passed on. Now, it could be a story of average and normal. It could be a story of negative. It could be a story of extraordinary. But there will be a story that is passed on. Let me say it to you this way today. The story you live is the story you leave. The story you live is the story you leave. So if we want to leave a great story, if we want to leave a great story for our friends and for our family, if we want to leave a great story for our children and for our coworkers, if we want to leave a great story for our city, if we want to leave a great story, that means first we must live a great story. And now the Bible, the Bible is full of stories. It is full of real people and real Stories and, and so many people, as we read their stories, what we see is that every life that was lived leaves some kind of legacy. Now, some is not the legacy you want. You know, you read some people about you're like, ooh, Ananias and Sapphira, that's not me. Okay, like, I mean, you know, you're like, oh, I'm not, I don't want that. I'm not, I'm not for that. But here's what we find in Hebrews chapter 11. We're going to be spending a lot of time in that chapter this year. We find what we call the, the Hall of Fame of Faith. They are heroes from the Old Testament 
that make their way into this chapter in the book of Hebrews. And in that story, here's what we find. We find people who, who their stories inspire us and their stories encourage us. Why? Because they left a great legacy. But you see, for you to read about their great legacy means that they actually had to live the legacy in order to leave that legacy. Now, but let's be honest. I mean, the people that we read about in, in Hebrews 11, they weren't perfect. <laughs> their stories included a lot of mistakes, but their legacy is positive and powerful because they didn't stop and they kept moving towards what matters most. And so when we read their stories, they inspire us and they encourage us and they speak to us and they motivate us. Why? Because they never stopped and they just kept moving towards what mattered most. Through the ups and the downs, the highs and the lows, they just kept moving towards what matters most. Now, here's what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 4. It says that the Lord has made everything for his own purposes. Say everything. everything. Say everything includes, me. everything includes me. See, the Lord has made everything for his purpose, meaning that within everything there is purpose. And God put purpose in you. Now, in this room, we're all different. We got some introverts, we got some extroverts. In this room, we got some people who love English and we got some people that love math. In this room, we got some smart people and we got, well, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna go there. We have people who are different, but listen, listen, there's one thing that's guaranteed. Within every single person in this room, there is purpose. If you can count on one thing that God gave you, you know that God put purpose in you because everything that God created, he created with purpose in mind. So whenever we go into the Old Testament, we, we see a story in the Old Testament and the Old Testament is, is pre-Jesus. So this is before Jesus. And in the Old Testament, there is a story of God's people who were known as the Israelites. And in this story, the Israelites have been taken captive and they are in exile in a place called Babylon. It simply means this, that an enemy came in and conquered and defeated them captured them and removed them from their homeland and carried them back to their land, which is far away from Israel where they live. And, and it's, it's interesting when you kind of read the story, they ended up there because really they forgot their purpose. <laughs> they forgot that God had created them to be his people on the earth. They forgot that God had given them a mission to live out on the earth and they had forgotten their purpose. And as they forgot their purpose, they found themselves in a very, very difficult situation. Well, if you were here in December, we did a little mini series entitled What Matters Most. And one of the things that we said in that series was this, is that we find ourselves in trouble the most when we lose sight of what matters the most. We find ourselves in trouble the most whenever we lose sight of what matters the most. And we know this is true in our own lives, but this was also true for God's people in the Old Testament. And so here they, they find themselves in, in, in a troubling situation, far from their land, taken captive. And it is there that uh, a guy by the name of Jeremiah, Jeremiah was a prophet, and, and a prophet was like a spokesperson for God to the people of God. And so he was delivering this message from God to the people. And this is what Jeremiah writes from God. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Now, I want you to notice something about this story and that is that God had a plan and a purpose long before they prayed. 
He said, I've got plans. I've got plans for you, and my plans are, are, are good, and they are not to harm you, and my plans are to give you a hope. And if you, I have a purpose for you, and God had a plan and a purpose long before they prayed. It says, then they prayed. So this, this lets us know that we don't pray to God, and then God go, oh my God, I wasn't expecting them to be praying. To, oh my God, I got to get in the kitchen and bake something up real quick, because I got to have an answer for their prayer. No, 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 no. God has a plan and a purpose long before you ever pray. And they were in exile. They were captive when God says, I've got, I've got plans for you, and my plans are to bless you. <laughs> and my plans are good. And my plans are to prosper you. And they are, they are in exile. They are in a dark season of life. What was God sending them this message for when they are in exile and God saying, oh, don't worry, I've got plans and I've got purposes. God was, God was sending them this message to let them know that they better get their legacy pen ready because there was a next chapter to their story that they needed to write. Now, if you were here last week, you, you know, we, we gave out these legacy pens and we have a few more. Uh, you can pick one up at the white tent out there in the lobby. And this is what we said last week. We said it, this legacy pen is symbolic because whatever chapter you find yourself on right now in life, the story is not over. Why? Because you're... You're still breathing, and if you're not dead, God's not done. And God has given you a pen that said, guess what? You can write the next chapter, and the rest of your book has, doesn't have to look like the first of your book. And the first of your book can be filled with a lot of things that the next part of your book doesn't have to be filled with. You can change and be transformed, and God's given you a pen to write the next chapter. So God sends them this message basically saying, hey, Israel, get your legacy pens out. I know you're captive, and I know it's dark, and I know it's difficult, but I've got plans, and I've got purposes. Get your pen out and get ready to write the next chapter of your story. Here's the, here's the truth. Maybe today you came in, and maybe you feel like you're in a little bit of exile. Maybe you feel like you are in a dark season of life. Maybe right now, if you were honest, you, you do feel like you are far from God. Hear me, my friends. God is not far from you. And not only is God not far from you, God's got plans. God's got plans and God's got purpose. You know, sometimes we can go, okay, well, yeah, I know. I've heard that before, that God's not far from me. But no, not only is he not far, listen to me, God's got plans. God's got purpose. And God's not just going to whip up some plan and purpose after you decide to pray and you decide to come to him. No, God had plan and purpose long before you ever prayed. The same way he did for his people in the Old Testament. God's got a plan and God has a purpose for your life, which lets us know that things can look bad, things can seem bad, things can feel bad, th th things can sound bad, things can flat out be bad, but God can still turn it all around and cause it to work out for your good. Why? Because he has all the power and he has given you a pen. And if God has the power and God has given you a pen, then he can change the trajectory of your life. And that's, that's what he says to the people. He, he, says, he says, when you start praying and, and when you start seeking me, which simply means when you start expressing a change for your next chapter, that's what he's saying. When you come back to me and you start crying out to me and you start calling to me and you start praying to me and you start seeking after me, when you start expressing a desire for a new chapter, this is what God says. He says, you will find me and when you find me, you'll find a new future. <laughs> when you'll find me, you find a new future. Why? Because that's who God is. Because when you find him, God's got a plan. <laughs> When you find him, God's got a purpose. When you find him, you find out the plan, and you find that the plan has always been the same. It's to give you a hope and to give you a future. So don't put your pen down when life gets tough. Keep writing because God is the God of hopeful futures. Whenever your life gets dark, don't put the pen down. 
Don't think that God is done. Don't think that your story is over. Don't think that it is finished. No, don't put your pen down. In the midst of the valley of the shadow of death, in the midst of trial and tribulation, pick up your pen and write the next chapter because our God is the God of hope and he's the God of future. It's who our God is. It's who he's always been. And listen, there's a next chapter that needs to be written. That, that, that's, what, that's what the stories in the Bible show us. There's the next chapter that needs to be written. That God's people, the, the heroes of the Bible, listen, they knew what it was to struggle. They knew what it was to face hardship. They knew what it was to walk through difficulty. But they didn't stop, and they just kept on walking. And for the sake of our illustration, they just kept on writing. And because they kept on writing their story, today we get to read their story and be encouraged and inspired by their story because they did not stop at their mistake. They did not stop at their difficulty. They just kept on writing. And do you know what it takes to keep on writing? It takes you being convinced of purpose. And that's exactly where we find the heroes of faith. They were just convinced of purpose. They, they were convinced that God has purpose, and they were convinced that God has a plan. It takes being convinced of purpose if we are going to live the life that God created us to live. Now, here at North Point, we have something that, that we call our house habits. And, and uh, if you come to North Point, I mean, every Sunday we say that mission uh, because we're serious about that mission and, and creating Christ-centered culture, changing community. And what we find is when you get really serious about that mission, it puts you in a mindset of actually beginning to think about creating, about being Christ-centered and beginning to think about creating culture change in your family, creating culture change in your workplace and creating culture change in your neighborhood and creating that with in your community. And so it puts us in that mindset. So we have a mission and we have a mindset, but then it takes us to these things called house habits. And here at North Point, we have 12 house habits that really serve as, as the pillars. We, we say that these are the things that uphold our mission. These are the things that make our mission possible. And the very first house habit is, in my opinion, it's the most important habit because none of the other 11 will make a difference if you don't have the first one. And the first habit is this, we live on. We live on. We are people who have decided to live on through pain and adversity. We live on through offense. We live on through setbacks and failures. We live on through bad breaks and heartaches. We live on through discouragement and disappointment. We have already made up our mind. We are people that live on because you can't love big and protect unity and honor consistently and lean in and cheer enthusiastically and give generously and grow intentionally and embrace discipline and practice honesty. You can't do all the other 11 if you haven't decided, I will live on through the hard times of life. If you want to know more about those, you know, habits, say, well, man, what makes these people around here tick? And you've never been to Growth Track? Then Growth Track is coming up next Saturday, Saturday, 1030. Be right here. Be in the room. You're going to hear more about our mission, how we fulfill that mission. You're going to hear about the mindset that it takes. You're going to hear about these habits, these 12 habits. We're going to go through all 12 of them. You're going to hear about what makes this place this place. And if you've, if you've never been to Growth Track, I invite you, Saturday, 1030. I'll be here. Pastor Clarissa will be here. It's going to be an awesome time. So I invite you to come. So we have these habits. We have, have these habits. And we have this first habit of we live on. Why? why? Why do we have this habit? Because if we can't live on through all of those things, then we're, we're not going to make it. But, how, but how, do we, how do we do it? How do we live on through the things that we just mentioned? How do we live on through that? The only way you live on through that is whenever you are convinced of purpose. <laughs> when you are convinced of the mission that God has given you. It's the only way that you keep going whenever life knocks you down and life kicks you around. You've got to be convinced of purpose and mission. And, 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 and we looked at this verse last week in, in Hebrews, and this kind of like precedes all of the, the heroes of the faith being mentioned. And this is what the Bible says in Hebrews verse two. It says, through their faith, 
the people in days of old, speaking about these people that were just about to be mentioned, it says they earned a good reputation. Through their faith, they earned a good reputation. Now, here's the mistake we can make sometimes when when we read faith, we just like substitute belief, okay? But faith is way more than just belief. Because as as we said last week, right, nobody earns a good reputation just from what you believe. Right, no teacher ever gave me an A because I believed I could get one. Right, You, 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 you don't earn a reputation simply by Believing, no, you have to earn the reputation through action. So we said it, we said it this way last week. We said favorable reputations come from noticeable actions. The, the favorable reputations, they, they come from, from noticeable actions. But I want to add to it this week, and I, I would say it to you this way, that favorable reputations come from noticeable actions over long periods of time. That's where a reputation comes from. A, favor, a favorable reputation doesn't come because you had a good day. <laughs> a favorable reputation doesn't come because you had a good first week of work. No, a favorable reputation comes when somebody watches your noticeable actions over a long period of time. We could say it this way today, that a reputation is formed through repetition. Through showing up. Every single day, no reputation is formed overnight. Every reputation is formed every day. It is day after day after day after day. And to stick with something so long to earn a reputation, there is one thing you must be certain that there's purpose in it. Because who would keep doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again? You've got to be convinced that there's purpose in it. I'll say it this way, that that being convinced of purpose is what makes legacy possible. That, That if you are not convinced of purpose, legacy is not possible. You have to be convinced that there is purpose on the inside of you, that God put purpose in you for your life. And if you aren't convinced of purpose, listen, then what happens is is, is you won't be convinced that the story you leave behind matters. If you're not convinced of purpose, then you're not gonna be convinced that the story you leave behind matters. And if you aren't convinced that what you leave really matters, then you won't be convinced how you live really matters. This is why you've got to be convinced of purpose. Because if you are not convinced of purpose, you're not going to be convinced that your story matters. And if your story doesn't really matter, then what you leave doesn't matter, which means that how you live doesn't matter. And God says, no, the story that you leave really matters, so the way that you live really matters. And we've got to know what's important. And we, we were in this verse in, in, De, in December in the series that I, I mentioned earlier. And I said, we're going to be bringing it up throughout the year. So I'm going to bring it back up now. It's found in Philippians chapter 1. And the Apostle Paul, uh, he was a leader in the early church. And he's writing this letter to the church at Philippi. And this is what he says. He says, I pray that your love will overflow more and more. And that you will keep growing in knowledge and understanding. For I want you to understand what really matters so that you may live pure and blameless lives until the day of Christ's return. You see, whenever you understand what matters, it enables you to live a life that most matters. Whenever you understand what really matters, It empowers you and enables you to live a life that most matters. See, see Paul, when he was writing, he didn't want you just to know it, like to to know it in your head. He didn't want you just to understand what was right and just understand what was good and understand what matters. No, he wanted you to do it. So he said, I pray that you will understand what matters so that you might live, so that you might live your life in a certain way way. Friends, listen to me and look at me. You were created for purpose. And every purpose has a mission. So that means that you were created for purpose and you were given 
a mission. And that purpose and that mission, they matter. Listen, don't don't you drift off right now on me and be like, oh, it's just like theologically so good. And like, oh, yeah, there's a big purpose out there. Yeah, God, he's got purpose everywhere. And I know everything. And it's just all he's got. It's just purpose everywhere. No, 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 no. Your purpose matters. And you have a mission. And that purpose and that mission really matters to God. And I will say this, that when you live a life of purpose and mission, That's the only way you get to leave a legacy of purpose and mission because the story that you leave behind, it really does matter. And I'm not just talking about like it just, it it matters in some theoretical or some theological sense. No, I'm talking about it really matters because when you are convinced of purpose, remember, and you're convinced that the story you leave matters means that it changes how you live every day. So how you live every day starts to change. So I start treating people differently. I start speaking to people differently. I start to decide I'm gonna be the salt of the earth. I'm gonna be the light of the world and I start living a certain way and when I start living a certain way people start taking notice because now I'm building this reputation and so my noticeable actions now are are, get, are are building a reputation and people are taking notice of me and they're taking notice of how I walk through tragedy and how I walk through difficulty and how I deal with bad news and how I respond to my boss and how I deal with my kids and they're taking notice of everything and then they have these questions they say hey I noticed how did you do this and now you are able to start sharing with them about your life and your journey and who you used to be and who you are now. And they say, wow, uh, where do you go to church? And you say, oh, I go to this amazing church with this incredible preacher and he's gonna tell you how to live a legacy so you can leave a legacy. Why don't you come with me? And they come with you and they sit right next to you and they hear the message of Jesus and their life is forever changed. And then they start bringing their kids and their kids' lives are changed and their kids grow up in the house of God and their grandkids and their great-grandkids and all of that happened generationally because you decided to live differently. But this is what happens when we start talking legacy and purpose. People start uh, zoning out like legacy is not for me. Purpose, that's for the missionaries and the preachers and the pastors. I'm just a fifth grade school teacher at Waller Elementary. I mean, what does that matter to me? No, listen up. Purpose and mission inside of you. Purpose and mission inside of you. And it matters not just in the theological, theoretical sense. It matters to the person who's sitting next to you in the cubicle right now. It matters to your next door neighbor. It, it, it matters to their children. It matters. Your story that you leave matters, which means how you live today matters. All right, so let me just give you a, a few things. Three, let me give you three essentials to leaving a legacy. Three essentials because, you know, you, you can't leave without three points. It's not a sermon if you don't have three points. So I wanna leave you today with three points Real quick, we're just gonna go through these real quick. What are the essentials to leaving a legacy? Number one is this, we've already talked about being convinced of purpose. Being convinced of purpose. But listen, if, if, you, if you really love Jesus and you're holding, you're taking notes right now? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want you to write in your notes right now, being convinced of purpose, but I want you to add in parentheses, for yourself. For yourself, because here's where we can find ourselves so many times. We are convinced of purpose in the big, I know God has a purpose in the world. I know God has a purpose in all of these things. I know that God God has a purpose for the person sitting next to me, but you know who, who it's hard for us to realize God has a purpose for? Me. It's hard for us to see there. I mean, I, I realize God has a purpose for Philip and Destiny. I mean, they're up there on the stage every day. I, I, I see that God, listen, I did not get some type of elevated purpose. I did not get some type of special purpose. I did not get no, every single person got purpose. And when you do what God has called you to do, and I do what God has called me to do, that's how the kingdom of God advances because we are all living within our purpose, fulfilling our mission. But, but you have to first be, be, be certain. You gotta be convinced, right? And listen, be, being convinced, it doesn't sound like this. I mean, well, maybe. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I mean, I, mean, I hear you, like, kind of, Pastor, yeah, uh-huh, sure, maybe. Like, that's not being convinced of purpose. The definition of the word convinced is completely certain. <laughs> I am completely certain 
that God created me. And when he created me, he put purpose on the inside of me. I am completely certain that when God created you, he put purpose on the inside of you. That's why I preach like I preach, because I know there is purpose on the inside of you. I know there is mission on the inside of you. And I want you to believe it like I believe it, because I am certain that it's there. I'm convinced. Maybe today you're like, oh, I mean, yeah, like I really want to believe that, but like I'm really struggling to believe it. Let me give you two things that will help you convince yourself that God put purpose on the inside of you. Number one is reading, and number two is praying, specifically reading the Bible. Because whenever you read the Bible, what you are reading is you are reading the essence of God. You, 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 you are learning the essence of God. You are learning the character of God. You are learning how God thinks and how God moves. And you will see that God thinks and God moves through purpose. When you read, you start learning about God, but then there's this other side of, of praying and you could even add worshiping into that because whenever you worship and whenever you pray, now you are experiencing presence. So when you read, you're learning his essence, but whenever you pray, you are, you are experiencing his presence and both are incredibly powerful because when you walk out of those moments of worship and you walk out of those moments of prayer and you just experience God's presence in that moment, you are convinced, wow, God is so much better bigger and he's doing so much more and if God did all of this for everybody else God can do something in me and do something through me when you read the same thing happens it helps you be convinced to be convinced of purpose for yourself for you Here, here's the second thing the, the second essential to leaving a legacy is initiating movement towards mission initiating some movement towards mission. Look, believing is not enough, like we said. Believing is not enough because why? Because your legacy requires action. I love what Zig Ziglar says. He says, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. <laughs> you don't have to be great to start, but you do have to start to be great. If you are going to leave a legacy, you have to start with living a legacy. So, so where are some places that we could start? Just real quick, before we, before we get to point three, where, what are some places that we could start? You know, one of the places you could start, you could just start with gratitude. Just moving towards mission, right? Like you, you, you might not know everything, but, but listen, you, you know, okay, I want, I want to be grateful, right? I want to be grateful. So I can just start with gratitude. And what you can start doing, you know what you can start doing? You can start writing thank you notes to people and actually mailing them. You know why that's so impactful? Because nobody else is doing it. And you can send somebody a note this week, and when you see them in 2028, they'll say, wow, thank you so much again for that note that you sent me all the way back in 2023. And you think, how did they remember? Because nobody else sent them anything. Nobody else thanked them. And they will always remember you because when you do things that nobody else does, it makes you memorable. And they remember, wow, it's impactful. Just, 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 by, just by being grateful. Just by expressing your gratitude, that's an easy way to start moving towards mission. Here's another simple thing that you can do. It's just by being generous. It's just moving you towards mission. I mean, God's calling you to be the light of the world. Generosity is in that, right? And so you just start by being generous. When, when you're in line to buy coffee, like just buy the, the person in front of you, just like cut them off and buy their coffee. Now, first make sure they just bought one and they're not like buying it for the whole office, you know, like... You know, like, don't, don't get, like, four Frappuccino, right? No, I mean, just, just listen to their order first. And, like, oh, 620, I can handle that. I got, I got you. <laughs> and just buy their coffee. And then, man, if you do it and somebody's dressed up in some nursing scrubs or wearing a military, man, you do it and just say, man, thank you for what you do. Just so grateful for your life. Thank you for serving our community. Just be grateful. And they're like, oh, wow. You know, I've never offered to pay and had somebody go, what do you think you're doing? Back up. No, everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe, like, what did I do right today? I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a moment. And listen, it's just you, it's just generosity. It's generosity. And you're like, I mean, Philip, I, I mean, I, I'm broke. I don't have 620. You know what you can give? You can give compliments and encouragement because it's free. I said, I tell my kids all the time, it's free every day. <laughs> You're never going to be charged for an encouragement. 
You never be charged for a compliment. So you can go around being incredibly generous, telling people, wow, I, I like those shoes. I, hey, you know what? I know life's tough right now, but you're going to make it. Go ahead and walk around, compliment and encourage. Be generous with your words, generous with your compliments, generous with your encouragement. It's just moving you, just moving you towards mission. Another way that you can do it is just through growth. Right, just, just get in relationships so you can grow. Have somebody to, to mentor you, somebody to speak into your life so that you can go to the next level of your life. We're about to kick off our NCC groups here in February. And if you, if you are, are not in a group or you've never been in a group, I encourage you, get into one of these groups because this is where we grow. We grow together because we grow in relationship. And so what is it? It's just initiating movement towards my mission. And let me just say this. You don't have to know everything to do something. You don't have to know. This is where we get stuck because we feel like I've got to know everything in order to do something. And this is where we find ourselves praying, God, what is my purpose and what is my mission? And we're praying and we're praying. 20 years later, we're still praying, God, what is my purpose? And God, what is our mission? We're two days away from death. God, what is my purpose and what is my mission? And we've never done anything. Just initiate some movement towards the mission. You'll figure it out as you go. Just take the first step. I mean, Juju, my, Juju's uh, just turned nine years old. She's our second daughter. Her real name is Julietta, but we affectionately call her Juju. And she just started playing basketball. I don't mean like her season just started. I mean like 10 days ago, she had never touched a basketball, and now she's on a team. And they played their first game yesterday. We are right before the game, and Juju's saying, Dad, how do you know which goal to shoot at? <laughs> she says, Dad, what happens when the ball bounces into the bleachers? Do you run after it? <laughs> no, there's this line. It's called out of bounds. We got a long way to go. But let me tell you one thing that we did work on this week. We worked on rebounds. And I said, people are going to throw this ball up there because it's not shooting when you're not. Like, it's not, like that's a, uh, they just heaving it up there, okay? It's not right, a shot. I couldn't even say. I was like, they're just going to heave this ball up there, and that ball is going to bounce off that goal, off that backboard. And whenever it does, Juju, that is your ball. Don't you let anybody touch that ball. If you got to put your elbow in somebody's ear, you get that ball. Listen, I'm not always a pastor, but that's why they call me coach around here because it comes out. I said, whatever it takes, you bite them on the ankle. You do whatever you take. You got to get that ball, Juju. Now, now, now listen, she, she dribbled the ball off of her foot out of bounds like 75 times. But let me tell you what Juju did yesterday. She led the team in rebounds. Because you don't have to know everything to do something. You don't have to know all the rules, and you don't have to have it all figured out, and you don't have to know all the way A to Z. You don't have to, all you got to know, if I just know one thing, I can do it. And I can just write a thank you note. I can just give a compliment, give some encouragement. I can get in relationship and join a group. I might not know what my life is going to look like in 10 years or in 20 years or where God is going to take me, but this is what I know. I've got to initiate some movement towards my mission. I don't have to know everything to do something. Here's point number three as we, as we close. The third essential to leaving a legacy is getting back up again and again. Oh, yeah, you got to be convinced of purpose. Listen, you got to be convinced of purpose. And you can't just be convinced and believe that you have purpose. You got to initiate some action. You got to initiate some movement towards mission. But then you also better understand that the third essential on your journey to legacy is getting back up again and again. Because I want you to hear me clearly. There will never be legacy without perseverance. There will never be legacy in your life without perseverance. Because if you can't make it through the tough seasons, 
and you can't make it through the setbacks of life, you will never leave a story worth telling whenever it's all over. Maybe I should even say it this way. It's not just the ability to make it through. It's the ability to let that season and setback make you better and not make you bitter. Because there's a lot of people that are living through their setback and they're living through that dark season. But even though they've made it through, they're still living in it because they brought it with them. They carried it with them. And so they're, they're still living in that pain. They're still living in that rejection. They're still living in that shame. They're still living it because the, the, the season is over, but they carried it with them. They made it through, but the season made them bitter. It didn't make them better. But you can come through the seasons of life, and guess what you can do? You can let it make you better because there's lessons that you can learn in the difficult seasons of life that will prepare you for the next seasons of life. Listen, every time you choose to get back up, guess what? You get back up a little stronger you were when you fell down. Every time, every time you decide to get back up, you get back up a little bit stronger. And every time you get stronger, it gets a little more difficult for the enemy to hold you down. Every time. Every time you get back up, and listen, we know this is true because if, if you've ever been to the gym and you've ever worked out, and listen, when you go down and you go back up, you understand what you're doing. You are building muscle. And the more you go down and the more you come back up, the stronger your legs are going to get. And if we, if we maxed you out right now, how many times can you go down and you did it? We wrote it on a, on a piece of paper and then you went and you worked out all year long and you came back at the end of December. You would do far more in December than you can do now. Why? Because you've been working the muscle. Because you've been going down, but you've been getting back up. You know, one of, the, one of the most amazing things happened yesterday. The Jacksonville Jaguars came back from 27 points down to win a playoff game. But you know what was amazing when I was reading the article? I was reading the article this morning, like, you know, most people think, oh, the pastor's back there praying. No, I'm reading ESPN, giving you an illustration for today. Listen, the Jacksonville Jaguars... We're losing by 17 points in five games this season, of which three of those games they came back and won. They were three and two, meaning they won more than they lost when they were down by more than 17 points this season. In the history of the Jacksonville Jaguar franchise, since 1995, from 1995 up until last season, the Jacksonville Jaguars had only come back and won a game when they were down by 17 points one time. They were 1 and 116. And this year, they were down 17 points five times, came back and won three of those. And yesterday they were down by 27. And guess what? I am convinced that if they would not have been down this season and come back when they were down 27 to nothing, man, they would have folded the tents, they would have packed it up, and they would have gone home. But not your Jacksonville Jaguars because they were walking around talking about, guys, we've been here before. We've been down, but we know what it is to come back up. We've been behind, but we know what it is to come back up. We've been knocked down and shut out, but we know what it is to come back and win a game. And that's exactly what they did. With well, the second greatest comeback in playoff history, they came back and they won the game 31 to 30. And what's even more amazing is their young quarterback threw four interceptions in the first half. I'm telling you, when he threw that third pick, I got sick to my stomach and like I just started interceding for a brother. Like he would just make it through. Like I was like, oh God, I've been there. Oh God, help this man. Like, oh God. Like, I mean, I was feeling it deep on that third. When he threw the fourth, I mean, I was just in tears. I mean, not for him. I was like, oh God, you know? Listen, 
that would bury most people. Four interceptions and a half? You're trying to win a playoff game? Most guys go into the tank. They're thinking, how quick can I get this game over with? Don't want to talk to the press, sneak out the back door, not even see my, see my wife or kiss my kids. I just want to get out of here. I cannot take this. And here he is walking around. And I quote, Trevor Lawrence quoted on the sideline saying this, all we've got to, all we, all we've got to focus on is the now. All we've got to focus on is the now. What is he saying? He's saying the story that was written in the first quarter and the story that was written in the second quarter, it doesn't have to be the story of the third quarter and the story of the fourth quarter. And you said, all we got to do is focus on the now. Pick up your pen. Let's write a next chapter. And the Jacksonville Jaguars come back and win. Why? Because they said the second half doesn't have to look like the first half. Come on, God will preach through football. Listen, falling down is just a part of your story. It's not your whole story. It's just a part of your story. It's not your whole story. Get back up and write your next chapter. Sure, you're down. Yeah, we, we all know what it is to be down. Everybody falls down. The heroes of our faith all know what it is to face plant in life, to do what they never thought they would do, to do what they promised themselves they would never do. They all know what that is, but we read their stories and we're inspired by their stories because they got back up and they kept moving towards what mattered most. Let their story speak to your story and pick up your pen and write your next chapter. I told you it's like not going to church if you don't have three points, but it's not coming to, to church at North Point if you don't also have an acrostic. Because I want you to know that these three things will make a big difference, okay? They'll make a big difference. They'll, they'll make a big difference in your life. If you want to leave a legacy, guess what? You've, you've got to believe in purpose. You have to believe. You've got to believe in purpose. If you want to leave a legacy, you've got to initiate some movement and action towards that mission. And guess what? You've got to get back up again and 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 again along your journey because there is no legacy without perseverance. You want to leave a legacy? These are the things that make the difference. And they don't just make a difference. They make a big difference. These are essentials. These are essentials. Why? Because if you want to leave a legacy, you've got to live a legacy. And if you're not convinced of purpose, you won't live the way you need to live today. And if you don't initiate some movement towards mission, you're not gonna do today what you need to do. You're gonna be sitting there waiting on, I'm waiting on some angel to show up, somebody to write something on a wall, somebody, you know, some, some, some things just fall out of space. I'm gonna be showing up waiting on something because I need to know. So I, I just gotta, no, I've gotta initiate some movement towards mission. And then I realize, man, I'm gonna screw it up a lot along the way. No, really, I have screwed it up a lot along the way. I promise it's gonna happen. Man, if you just get up and 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 get up, you know what the enemy is terrified? The enemy is not terrified of people that fall down. He's terrified of people that get back up because he knows that they are stronger than when they went down. I want you to stand with me today. I, I, I'm gonna throw up our, our lead across it because I know people like to take a picture of it and just kind of keep it to meditate it on through the week. and. Here at North Point, we believe in leading yourself well. That's where the acrostic comes from. And so what are we learning? What are we evaluating? What are we applying and doing again? Here's what we learned today. Being convinced of purpose is the key to living on purpose. It opens the door. Listen, if you're not convinced of purpose, that there's, it's, there's no possibility that you can live a life of purpose because you gotta be convinced that there is purpose first. The, the evaluation is this. It's obviously in alignment with that. Am I convinced of purpose? But then the follow-up is this, because if you are convinced, the follow-up is, am I daily living on purpose? So first, am I completely certain that God has purpose for me? If the answer to that is no, then we need to get convinced. If the answer to that is yes, then am I living a life of purpose? Am I doing that every single day? which takes us into our application. And that is just our three points right there. Believe, take action, and don't quit. Believe in purpose, 
Take action, do what you can do, and don't quit. Just keep on getting back up. And then the D is always the same. Just do it again and again and again and again. And listen, if you will walk this out, you will not only leave a legacy one day, you will live a legacy today. I want you to bow your heads with me just for a moment. How many of you just would be honest today and say, Philip, I'm not in a great, I'm not in a great place in my life and I just need a fresh start. But it's not in a good place. I just need a fresh start. I really just need a new beginning. Like I just, I've been away from God. Maybe you've, maybe you've never invited God to be a part of your life or, or maybe it's just been like a really, really, really long time. Maybe you're like that person, that, the, 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 the story we told earlier, you, you just feel like you're in exile. You just feel like you're far away from God. But today you say, I, I wanna invite God. I wanna invite God back to my life. I, I need God in my life. Listen, I'm, I'm not gonna ask you to step out in an aisle. I'm not gonna ask you to come down front, but just right there where you are, if you would be honest with yourself and honest with God and say, I'm not in a great place, but man, I want things to change and I want God to come into my life. If I'm talking to you right now, come on, I just want you to lift up your hand right there where you are. This is not between you and your neighbor, it's just between you and your creator. Just lift up that hand. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You can put your hands down. We're gonna pray in just a moment, but before we pray, I wanna know how, how many of you say, Philip, I, I, wanna, I wanna live a legacy so that I can leave a legacy. And if I'm going to live that legacy, I've gotta be convinced of purpose. Maybe you are convinced or maybe you just wanna be convinced, but you say, Philip, that's, that's my desire. I want to be convinced of purpose. You say, Philip, I, I want to initiate some movement towards my mission. I don't wanna just believe in my heart or just know in my mind or understand. I need some action. I, I need some movement towards mission. And you say, Philip, Today, I, I wanna make a commitment to get back up every time I fail, every time I make a mistake, every tough season, every difficult moment, I, I want to get back up realizing that I will be stronger and stronger and stronger with every time I rise again. If that's you today, you say, Philip, that, that's who I wanna be. I, 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 want, I, wanna, I wanna live a legacy to leave a legacy. And I want these three essentials to be a part of my life. If that's you, come on, just lift up your hand right now. Just say, if that's you, just lift up your hand and say, Phil, I want, I want to live a legacy. I want to leave a legacy. I want these three essentials to be a part of my life. Come on, all over this place right now, will you just repeat this simple prayer right after me? Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know that I need you. I need your love and your grace. I need your power and forgiveness. I believe you are who you say you are. And you can do what you say you can do. I am ready for a fresh start. I am ready for a new beginning. And I am ready to live a legacy so that I can leave a legacy. For your kingdom, your purpose, and your glory. Father, I thank you today for everything that you're doing right now in this room. God, I thank you that fresh starts are taking place, new beginnings are taking place. God, that people right now are inviting you into, into their lives. And God, I thank you that their story is never going to be the same again because you're gonna be a part of it. And God, for those today that said, I wanna live a legacy so that I can leave a legacy. God, help us to do these three essentials. Help us to be convinced of purpose. Help us to initiate that movement towards mission and help us to get back up again and again so that we can finish our race and do what you have put us on this earth to do. Let your purpose be fulfilled in our life and we thank you and give you glory in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Come on, let's thank God for it. Thank you for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and share our podcast. For more content from NCC and how to get connected, visit ncc.team.